0: We had these rumors for a while now, we have had rumors for a while now, about Apple being interested in cars, being interested in electric cars. Well, not even just Apple being interested, but Apple fans also kind of imagining what an Apple car might look like. And then we had a report recently that we covered on this show right here about how maybe it wasn't actually a car, but maybe it was more like a software for a car or... Some sort of integration or partnership with another car manufacturer that could feature Apple's operating system or autonomous tech or insert of some kind. Well, today, actually, and a bit of yesterday, these uh, new reports emerged that no, 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 this isn't. This is a passenger vehicle that Apple is indeed working on an Apple car. This is uh, some wild news. It gets your uh, wheels turning. Mm gets your wheels turning Mm. and it also grinds your gears (laughs) anyway uh this is so this is really interesting to me because we've seen the fandom around cars we've seen how what elon musk has been able to do with tesla and create this entire culture around a brand Really similar, in fact, to what Apple was able to achieve in the consumer electronics space Mm -hmm. with the iPhone. Tesla has kind of done some of that, but with cars. And if you look at the stock price, if you look at the value of the company, if you look at uh, just the hype around everything that Elon Musk does and everything that Tesla does, you realize there's more to it than just four wheels. Yes. It's, it's around a kind of, well, culture is probably the best way to, to refer to it. Tesla has its culture. Apple has its culture. Mm-hmm. And Apple's got to be staring across saying, oh, wow, you, you know, Tesla's become this incredible value. They've, they've uh, the, the stock price is surging. The hype seems unstoppable. They're a tech company. We're a tech company. What's the difference if it's a car? What's the difference if it's a phone? Why shouldn't there be a car with an Apple badge on it? Where did Elon Musk come from? What was his history in the automotive sector? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the PayPal guy. He just was one of the first to, tr- to truly imagine the car as a tech item. Imagine the car appealing to the tech audience. In a, way yep. that the, in a way that the pre-existing automakers weren't really moving fast enough on. I mean, cars have always been tech. So it does kind of bug me when people say things like that. But they've never been tech like Tesla's been tech.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, with the interface and the app and the autonomous components, the AI components, the variety of sensors, and the potential future in which are we even driving the thing or is the thing driving us?
1: Yeah. Even the whole experience, like the superchargers in spaces and also the ordering page. Just online. yeah, just the idea of not
0: going to a dealership. Yeah. The idea of plugging in your car in the same way that you plug in a gadget. Mm-hmm. No, no, no fuel necessary. But anyways, so we had this report, 2024, Apple is eyeing uh the delivery, the the sale of potentially its own self-driving vehicle. Uh two unnamed Sources told Reuters that Apple's so-called Project Titan was aiming to have a product ready for consumers within just a few years. And it's going to have something to do with Apple's radical new battery design. I don't know how radical their stuff is going to be. One thing is for certain, if Apple does it, they bring scale with them. And they bring a tremendous financial backing with them. And so, as we've seen in other industries, when scale comes into the game... Prices go down, mm. right? And now I'm not saying Apple's going to have the cheapest electric car, but what I'm trying to get at here is that the manufacturers, the manufacturers who fabricate those battery technologies for Apple are going to be available for hire for other brands. And mm-hmm. presumably this will expedite the process of transitioning over to electric vehicles. Now, what's interesting about this story is that it actually has a backstory, which does involve Elon Musk. And yes. does involve a potential meeting between technology titans on the project that Apple happens to call Project Titan. Mm. What what is with me today? <laughs> and we're gonna get to that it's in a, a second. But first, a word from our sponsor, who is to, who is HBO Max today. And man, HBO Max has actually made it on the show on this show for a variety of reasons, making serious headlines. Over this a new concept, new idea to premiere Hollywood movies, big budget movies, same day that they're in theaters on HBO Max.
1: You can watch in the comfort of your own home. In the
0: comfort of your own home in 4K. Mm-hmm. This is what a time to be alive type of moment right here. Yeah. Now, the movie they're promoting uh, right now is Wonder Woman 1984, big budget movie. Well, you spent. My goodness gracious. Yes. Big budget movie. Now, normally what you would do is you would head to the movie theater, and you know what those tickets are going to cost you for the same day release. And I know the movie theater people, you know, they they got a point. The movie theater is still a beautiful experience. Yes. But it's going to cost you a few bucks if you oh, were yeah. going to go to the movie theater. And this year, you know it's different anyway. Mm-hmm. This year, 2020, it's different. We're going to have to enjoy ourselves at home. And you think about it. You've been sitting at home so long. You're looking for some kind of exciting moment. Some type of exciting experience that's a bit different. You can sit there, you look at your loved ones, you say, we're going to watch that brand new movie, it just came out. Yeah, no
1: lineups. No
0: lineups, that's what we're about to do. Yeah, This isn't a movie was released a while ago I'm trying to uh, pitch. I'm saying this just came out. Let's sit down and enjoy. Honey, can you uh, microwave the popcorn? Yeah, you get the popcorn going. Yeah. So it's a wild inventory of of stuff that's going to be launching on the platform. I mentioned... Wonder Woman 1984. Of course, you've also got the holiday classics are on there as well, Mm. uh, as well as an unknown or less talked about holiday classic, Die Hard, which I might very well boot up this holiday season. Classic. I might check that out on a Christmas Eve. Mm. I might do something like that. Mm. And there's also the series, which you may want to recap. You may want to do over again. Uh, You may want to go watch some of your favorite episodes, or maybe you never had a chance to get into it, and now you have a chance to catch up. Series like Game of Thrones, Euphoria, and Flight Attendant. Mm. You're also going to find those on HBO Max. So it's a tremendous amount of selection. The most exciting thing for me is this uh, release thing with these brand new titles. It's really unprecedented. It feels futuristic. It feels like the time is right. The time is now. Yes. Given the world circumstance and the fact that we can do it from a technological perspective. We can stream nice looking 4K and we have decent setups at home let us watch the new releases mm-hmm. cozy in the comfort of our own homes with the loved ones or you can do what people are doing nowadays if you can't actually get together with the loved ones you could you could uh you know uh conference you know uh, yeah. oh, uh yeah. facetime or whatever oh, yeah. while watching the movie mm-hmm. the premiere you could kind of like watch do, party a little watch party yes that's what they're calling very it. fun that's what they're calling they're calling it a watch party Anyway, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984 coming out December 25th. You want to hop over here so you're ready in time for that particular premiere. Uh, all you got to do, I mean, head over to the link in the description down below. By the way, it's uh, I'll say it here it is bit.ly slash Later December. You can click the link or just type it in yourself. That is bit.ly slash Lou Later December. So you can get cozy at home this holiday season and watch those new movies, not just the classics. Once again, it's bit.ly.com slash Later, December HBO Max. So that special almost meeting that took place. I don't know if anyone was following this on Twitter, but Elon Musk once again making news just by replying to tweets. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Because he puts the news in the replies and Mm -hmm. shares the uh, lesser known details and information. And so this had the tech world talking yesterday. Apparently, well, first of all, he kind of had a lukewarm response to the report about Apple making an electric vehicle, stating that, hey, we've had technologies like that. We're using some technologies like they mentioned right now. Uh, here we go. Strange if true. Uh, Tesla already uses iron phosphate for medium-range cars made in our Shanghai factory, and then also a monocell is electrochemically impossible as max voltage is 100 times too low. Maybe they meant cells bonded together like our structural battery pack. Anyway, he's saying, "Look, I know about batteries." Yeah. He's saying, "I'm Mr. Battery, so don't come with these reports with the the with a lack of detail." And precision, because I'm Mr. Battery. Mm. And then he follows that up with another reply that he knows is going to get talked about. Uh, 9,000 retweets, 4,000 quote tweets, 60,000 likes. He knows it's going to be a news story when he writes it, even though it's in a reply.
1: Mm.
0: Here's the quote. During the darkest days of the Model 3 program, I reached out to Tim Cook to discuss the possibility of Apple acquiring Tesla for one-tenth of our current value. He refused. To take the meeting is that shots fired is that
1: shots fired no no it 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 was factual i would say if it was shots fired he would have uh does he
0: no 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 no. the The shots fired part is just the last sentence he could have just ended it at the period he like what is the significance of he refused to take the meeting other than to say it's on like okay you want to play this game Right. It's like it's like he's kind of admitting in that sentence there that it burned him a little bit, which is fine. It would burn me, too. I'm like, I got this car company. Yeah, they kind of drive themselves. I think, Tim, I can get a phone call. Mm -hmm. I I would be burned, too. But if he leaves that line out, he still says what he says. He still tells the truth. And I mean, he could have even said didn't pan out.
1: Yeah, I, I think he was trying to conjure up his his dark days like back in right. in that time, right? and uh, maybe he was bitter at that
0: time. Yeah, look, you man, I, I'm saying I'm fully, i, I I'm fully on that page. I know what that would yeah. feel like. I'm still trying to get Tim to send me an iPhone at the same time as everybody else who reviews it's it. It's the hardest thing in the world. You see what I mean? So I could easily be the guy writing that sentence at the very end there. Yeah, I am not even saying he shouldn't write it. I think it's kind of cool when people get to know the inner workings to a certain yeah. extent and learn a little something about, particularly a company like Apple that's, incredibly secretive. Maybe Tim wanted to reply, but he, you know, he has the meeting with his advisors. They're like, uh, mm. Elon's a loose cannon. You know, I don't yeah. know if
1: you want to like Apple but is he just so, probably want to kick it with Elon.
0: They're so careful. Yeah. They're so careful, man. And so it's like, you, you, you never know the full end of the thing, but Elon is on the other end of the spectrum. He he's like out here on Twitter sharing private details that you would mm-hmm. not expect from one of the richest people in the world, one of the most successful people in the world. Uh, so anyways, that I find that to be, that's probably one of the reasons he has the fans that he does have, because where else are you going to get that information other than from him? Yeah, He's the only one who could tell you, I tried to sell Tesla to Apple for one-tenth of what it's worth right now. No one else can tell you that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the one-tenth component showcases the recent success of Tesla, but it's not really accurate in the sense that at the time he made the pitch to sell it you didn't know you were going to be 10x mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it's one tenth in today's terms but anyways it's, it's interesting you can imagine an alternate reality in which this meeting takes place the deal goes down and everyone's driving apple cars already yeah like already
1: this is probably the greatest undertaking that apple has ever done right to make a car
0: i don't know is it what about the original fo- uh, phone you think that was easier because at the time, people said they were crazy. What are you doing a phone, yeah. right? Phones weren't even smart for one, and the, for the most part. I mean, I had Treo and Blackberries and things like that. They definitely weren't touch
1: interfaces. Yeah. I guess because they worked on Capacitive computers before, touch. you know. And I know you're could saying could that that translated. line is closer.
0: No, I I hear you on that, but they were just as crazy. Most of the like people thought it was gonna be a huge failure. There was a lot of that talk at the time because. The phone market was dominated by companies like Nokia and uh, Motorola. Blackberry. And there were like just yeah. these players, kind of like the automotive industry. Yeah. I think Tesla already did the Apple thing. Apple could have been Tesla if they were more, and I'm not saying, look, you can't do everything amazing. Like it's hard to be the everything company. Amazon tries to be the everything company. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses. So. I'm not saying, but but it definitely there was an opportunity there that Elon identified prior to anyone else, and put more effort into it and executed better than anyone else did. Uh-huh. I mean, we have to just call it what it is yeah. as far as electric cars are concerned. And now I think there's a recognition that there's that the proof of concept exists now. Okay, people want to switch to electric cars. All right, what's next? Scale. Well, who can do it? Okay. Yeah. Tim, you know, pick up too, the phone. And, na- and now, who knows? Maybe. See, the thing about Tim Cook not taking a meeting is to be fair, he don't, you know, he doesn't really need Elon Musk at this moment. The technology is a little bit more mature now and it should be easy to hire a handful of engineers, even to to scoop them. I don't know the restrictions, but mm-hmm. they find ways to do it and slap a badge on there and they have all the software people mm-hmm. and they got a few dollars. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, nonetheless, we'll see. 2024 is what they say. But things could have been different had this meeting taken place and had this deal gotten done, even if it was a partial type of deal. Even if it wasn't an, like yeah. complete buyout, but just an just investment shares. or... Yeah, yeah, I don't know, something. Things could be quite a bit different. Uh, speaking of Apple, apparently iPhone supply is now tight. And this wasn't the case at launch. They actually appear to have a good amount of volume of iPhone 12s and 12 Pros and all the variety. We didn't have any issues getting... (laughs) Getting over a hundred of them. Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) I didn't even... I wasn't even gonna... I didn't think about that connection until I just read this headline and thought about that enormous giveaway that we did. Shout out to everyone who participated. That was a wild, absolutely wild experience. Shout out to everybody who's new here on the Lou Later Show, who partook in that. We'll, We'll do it again at a later date, but um, yeah. So so the the devices weren't in, in tremendously short supply, which was actually a bit of a surprise for this release because of COVID, because of 2020, there was a lot of question around supply, but they found a way to bang it out. However, apparently supply is tightening up now because a couple of different manufacturers making iPhones for Apple are currently on probation for uh, violations. And those two suppliers, Pegatron and Wistron. They're, uh, well, of course, we've re- we reported on a situation yeah. in, in India, but uh, apparently both of them have, have been found to, well, Pegatron specifically was found to be falsifying documentation and misclassifying student workers, allowing them to work nights and or overtime, as well as performing work unrelated to their major. So there, there's like there's like all these little loopholes and ways in which these manufacturers can increase efficiency and mm-hmm. and and increase productivity, and they try to find ways to maneuver it in such a fashion that doesn't get back to Apple. By the looks of it, I mean based on the reporting. Of course, I don't have. I'm not inside the facility, uh. And they have these crazy deadlines to meet the suppliers themselves, and it's like any other buyer. It's like any other customer. You want you want as much as possible for as little as possible.
1: Yeah, and you want apple as a client you don't want to lose them
0: no you and want to you, you want to, want to deliver
1: reasons. whatever it is
0: that they happen to be asking yeah. for but if this leaks out that's the point at which you got a problem mm-hmm. if the reports leak out or if uh, you have the pro uh, not the protest the riot or whatever it was at the wistron facility and it becomes news well now apple's got to they got to swing the hammer mm-hmm. because that whatever the little tiny Whatever the fragment of increased efficiency that you received, you just negated it with all this bad press and all this headache associated with having to go in there. Like I was reading about the, uh, and I have a uh, another recap on it coming a little bit later, but about the Wistron plant specifically outside of Bangalore and how they had three human resource employees for 10,000 workers. Mm. Oh, good. So three people that you could talk to about your employment, and there's 10,000 of you. It's just not feasible. Mm-hmm. It's just, it wasn't, things weren't set up. It weren't really ready to go at the level that most people would expect. And certainly at the level people would expect on in the, in the, in the Western side of the planet over a year. Like, people are really surprised to find out about these conditions sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it goes up and down. And sometimes people really want to talk about it and think about it. And then other times people want to kind of ignore it and say, I like my thing. I like my phone. Get out of my way. Yes. But, like, everything, you know. Every.
1: There's a real cost to
0: Of course. Something. Of course. To anything. There, anything. There's no money. no freebies here. You <laughs> want something, you got to take something. Yeah. You got to give something up. And, and so... You try to do your best with it, but it's never gonna be a perfect situation. So uh, anyways, both of these two suppliers on are being are on probation for separate violations. And these and these violations, by the way, Apple has guidelines. Like they they want certain a certain standard to be met if they're gonna partner with you. And They've had Apple has had tremendous difficulty finding the right partners that meet their criteria, Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's like I said previously there's not a perfect way to do it. However, they are investigating. At least they're on probation, but this this probation uh, situation is going to lead to diminishment in supply, Mm -hmm. which is to be expected. Just fewer fewer iPhones getting pumped out. So, anyway, I have one more story on this. It goes into a little more depth on the India-specific situation, but that's coming up in, in a few moments here. PlayStation 5, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, restock updates here leading up to Christmas. So, um, the robot stuff, the the bots buying the systems, apparently some of the retailers have caught up and caught on. And Walmart specifically has been uh, very upset about the bot situation. You would sit there and think to yourself, okay, why would Walmart care who buys the thing as so long as they pay for it? Right. But I think Walmart wants the end user to get it because then there's that recognition that, oh, Walmart came through for me.
1: Yeah. They have my back.
0: Yeah, kind of and and I and ordered
1: something and I got it.
0: When I need something in the future, there's the subconscious thing of that thing that was hard to get. Walmart got it, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a win for the end user and for Walmart in that transaction. That Walmart becomes the 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 necessary piece in you acquiring the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. So this is part. This is something that kind of gets overlooked with the bot thing, and I have heard the argument that. Who cares? Who cares who's buying it? Well, that's why Walmart would care. And they employed certain technologies in order to potentially block these bot attempts. And apparently, they have now blocked uh, more than 20 million bot attempts to purchase the console in the first 30 minutes on November
1: 25th during the restart. So you're saying bots are fighting bots? Bot v. Bot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's bot v. Bot on behalf of... uh, uh, Walmart 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 yeah. is up for the battle. And I don't know if they'll win, but look, if they block 20 million, I would say that that is significant. Now anyways, I got to thinking, okay, what what is really going on with inventory then? If let's say the bots are getting blocked and more people are finding them at retail or online, online retail, mm-hmm. then what happens to the secondary market? So I popped onto local Kijiji actually uh, shortly after reading this. And I discovered that there's availability in a Toronto area. There, there are many available and starting around 900 bucks mm-hmm. for the disc model, which I know that's still a ton of money, but at the prime, these things were a thousand USD. So double the USD starting price here in Canada. The starting price is what 650, 600 mm, around there for the disc model. We're gonna get a quick update on this. But what I'm trying to say is that ratio is definitely not double anymore. So part of it probably has to do with the holidays catching up. It's six twenty nine. Uh so you go from six twenty-nine to nine hundred, it's you add taxes in there, and you're only really what are you paying a two hundred dollar premium? Yeah. Not that crazy right now. So what am I what am I trying to say here? What I'm trying to say is the sec the the is it the secondary market? Yeah, the eBay's and the Kijiji's of the world if you can track the price there you get a pretty good idea of the inventory catch-up right and I think we're getting to that point now where where there are more available just again just based on that small little investigation however there is that x factor which is the holidays and and potentially sellers getting nervous Mm -hmm. now that I guess we're a couple days away from Christmas. They're yes. getting nervous that they're like, we gotta get rid of these right now. Right, right. But I expect it to just uh the secondary die. prices to fall off a cliff post-Christmas. Yeah. So I'm saying hold out at this point if it's mm-hmm. if that's you. Uh hold out or just keep frequenting the websites because they're getting better at blocking the bots. Mm-hmm. Speaking of consoles, maybe you didn't get the PlayStation 5, but that might be okay because what you really wanted was the KFC console, the KF console, which at first people thought was some sort of a Photoshop job, just like a fun yeah. meme. And no, 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 It's a real thing capable of 4K, 240 FPS gaming. It's built in conjunction with Cooler Master, I believe. Was it I Cooler Master it or Corsair? It was... Cool. I think
1: it was like a collaboration.
0: Yeah, a collaboration with Cooler Master. They launched a gaming... Console capable of 4K and 240 FPS. So it's a gaming PC, which they're, of course, calling a console. But the craziest part of this thing is that it actually has a chicken warming drawer or warmer, I guess, to keep it warm. Mm. So you get your chicken, you put it in a drawer, and you just access it as you see fit. Now, is the heat of the console of the PC, you're now heating your chicken with the heat of your game. I mean, it is.
1: (laughs) I guess you can put other stuff in there too, right?
0: I guess you can heat whatever you want. Yeah. But in a a weird way,
1: in a weird way, I understand it's a KFC promo,
0: but in a weird way, wouldn't it be more useful if it was a fridge? Because are you really going to want to throw chicken in there? Oh, yeah. It
1: has to be arm's reach.
0: And how long do you need to keep chicken warm for? Like, what I'm trying to say is, don't well, it's you just gotta stay crunchy? Don't, but don't
1: you just eat your chicken once it gets there? Well, I'm guessing you would buy like a ton. <laughs> you just put them in there to warm them up, and then you're ready to go.
0: So you're saying you're buying buy like the chicken, a giant bucket. You're buying a giant bucket, and how long do you keep it for? Uh, Is it like a week of warm chicken? Can you even do that? Does KFC advise that? Exactly. See, uh, I got the. I'm, I'm yeah. asking all the right questions uh. here. Of course, uh, this is ridiculous. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's a promo. That's the point of it. It's meant to get your attention, and uh, KFC's having fun with it, and I appreciate that. As far as the specs on a system, it's got an Intel CPU, a uh, one terabyte SSD. It's capable of ray tracing, so it's also got an, an NVIDIA GPU in there. At least that's the speculation. I don't know if they released an official spec list. That's the speculation here on GamesRadar that it has an NVIDIA GPU. And apparently, it has a first of its kind hot swappable GPU slot for easy upgrades. So, they really want you to use this thing, upgrade it in the future, and keep warming your chicken for years to come as you play the latest titles. This is in. How is
1: this an ad? It's just random stuff. It's
0: 2020, is what it is. It's just random visuals. It's just a 2020 vibe to it. Hilarious. The impossible has become possible. Now, talking about gaming. We do, of course, have a Cyberpunk 2077 update. The developers came out and said, hey, look, yeah, you're all talking talking crap about us. Well, guess what? We sold 13 million copies. Uh, no big deal, MBD. So back off. Mm-hmm. And they claim that the 13 million copy number is actually after. Mm-hmm. And you were nodding before I even finished that sentence. After all those refunds, which I'm like, wait a minute here after all the refunds so that so most people didn't even try to get a refund and you were saying previously that upwards of 40% of buyers were on console mm-hmm. and console is supposed to be terrible so it must mean some people are willing to put up with a terrible experience
1: or maybe just have hope that, oh right uh, you know it'll get patched
0: up they're and just that waiting in they play they're just waiting yeah. yeah and this this brings me back to what i was uh, talking about on a previous episode when cyberpunk came up about how by removing it from the PlayStation store it's going to make for a, kind of a grim christmas morning for some people that would have probably taken it as in its current shape just to have it because there's really no other christmas title
1: yeah assassins creed
0: yeah assassins creed i guess you could maybe throw miles morales the miles morales yeah. game for playstation that's a in good there game. what's that
1: that's a good game
0: no it's a good game but yeah. it was it's been available for a while yeah although i guess people are getting their playstations for christmas so of course that will be a popular choice as well and that's fine and i'm sure sony doesn't care they'll sell you miles morales why not right mm-hmm. but uh, they're putting this out they they put this out as far as like in a statement hereby C- cdpr hereby announces that based on reports obtained from digital distribution platforms and data collected from physical distribution distributors it estimates that by 20 september inclusive Gamers have purchased over 13 million copies of Cyberpunk 2077. So this is a statement it provides to investors to say, it's all good. They say, Yeah, you know, we know that the launch was a potato on the on the certain platforms, like the headline implies here on Kotaku. It say it's a potato. Delicious. It's kind of rough as an insult. It's kind of rough for potatoes. Being a they potato a is always an insult. Mm-hmm. The camera's a potato. The game is a potato.
1: Graphics.
0: Nothing that's potato good is cam. ever a potato, but yet potatoes can be delicious. Yeah. So, well, it's that's,
1: the shape. It's a shape, right? It's weird. Yeah,
0: Spud. I hear you on that. But anyway, so they're saying we're going to keep doing it. We're all right. 13 million copies. I don't know about you, Will. I don't have a calculator in front of me, but 13 million times whatever, 60, 60 bucks a copy. Cha-ching. Uh, there's a few zeros there. Just a couple of zeros. Samsung... Is going to be bringing S Pen support to the Galaxy S21 Ultra. This should become official in January. We have a what is it? It's a one of these filings, an FCC filing, where they have to talk about what they're bringing to that market. And these documents get leaked, and then it's like, hey, we know exactly what's happening. Well, this isn't that much of a surprise because I think Samsung themselves has said that some Note features are going to come to the rest of the. Uh, Galaxy S lineup. So it's like, what no features? Mm. What no features are you talking about that aren't there other than the pen? So it's not really a surprise, but it is at least official now. The listing also confirms wireless power transfer. So that's charging from the phone itself to uh, the wireless buds. Of course, Samsung makes their Galaxy Buds Pro. It'll have Wi-Fi 6E and ultra-wideband on at least the S21 Ultra. So fast connections, a pen input. I still don't know wh- what you're going to do with the pen. Is there going to be a little cradle, a little section on the S21 Ultra of the bunch? There'd be enough space. Is it going to stick to the side at different points? Or are you going to have to carry it separately? Very curious how they... Is there, is there a case that you use that has a sleeve for I don't know. Interested to see how it's implemented, but it looks like it is happening. Speaking of things that are happening, OnePlus CEO... Pete Lau says, hey, you know what? We've done we've done many things recently. We've done about a billion phones. Yeah. We've done about a billion headphones. We've done uh, OnePlus Nord. And now we're going to do uh, a smartwatch. Yeah. And he actually, it was part of a series of tweets. He said, we've made phone cases, headphones, and even backpacks. So I want to ask you, what's your favorite accessory? Is there something you want to see we haven't done yet? And then he follows it up with, many of you said you wanted a watch, so you got it. Uh-huh. Which is like, Pete, I know you had the watch. I know you're going to do the watch regardless of what people said. Because uh-huh. it's not easy to make a watch.
1: Yeah, they also did TVs too, right? They did TVs, which yeah. he didn't reference there.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Good find. Why not, why not reference not TVs? They have the TVs? their own ecosystem going. I think the TVs, they only released them in very specific markets, yeah. like in India. And yeah. Maybe that's why he didn't reference it because it was very regional. Uh, Anyways, they're apparently working with Google. They have not confirmed whether or not it's going to run the Wear OS, but they say we're working closely with Google to make sure it functions. So presumably it's going to run Wear OS. If you look at their other products, they stay pretty true to form when it comes to working with Android across Mm -hmm. their uh, smartphones. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Wear OS on there. Uh, it could potentially be launched uh, alongside the OnePlus 9 and 9 Pro uh, or, or or maybe before or after that if they want to do a dedicated event. Apparently, it could be a circular watch as well, which we don't see as many of those anymore. Mm-hmm. When we had the, in the early days of Wear OS, it was all about circles. Yeah. And then that idea kind of faded, but it looks like uh, OnePlus will contribute to the uh, potentially. I mean, it could come out and be a square, but some of the early drawings that they shared years ago were circular, so we'll see. All right, here's that next article I was talking about earlier uh, about that Wistron plant outside Bangalore that was that has been, I mean, making quite a bit of news. A lot of people still ask me about this, or or a lot of people are tweeting me links to uh, new insights or new findings or uh, violations or what Apple's doing about it or, well, like that tidbit that I shared earlier about how there were only three human resources employees inside of that entire enormous operation with 10,000 workers. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, this particular article on Quartz India is, uh, well, basically saying that the make in India or made in India incentives and push that has come from the government there is uh it comes at a cost and that that cost being workers essentially that you're trying to expedite this process which typically takes a long time to figure out these systems to figure out uh how to comply with all the various regulations to figure out how to do it in such a fashion that takes care of people correctly uh, you can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden you have a, a wonderful operation. And I'm sure people would love for it to be that way, but it turns out, I mean, based on the evidence we're seeing here, that it just it didn't pan out at least here. Maybe some companies have successfully done it, but in this case here, it looks like there was a lack of communication for one. It looks like people, some people, were taken advantage of, and it looks like some of this could have been avoided if the people existed and were were hired and functioning within the kind of correct hierarchy so that people would have a place to go with their concerns. Like, imagine that somebody's people were promised a certain paycheck, let's say, mm-hmm. and then they receive it and it's less than the original agreement or they see it diminishing over time. That was the suggestion on the previous. And they have nobody to go to. They're just talking to their pals across the assembly line and they're like, "Did that happen to you?" and that guy's like, "Yeah, that happened to me." And they can't even book an appointment because you got three human resources people there and their supervisors telling them to shut up. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. But you start to realize that all that these systems exist in order to avoid these types of things from happening because you end up with, you know, losing millions of dollars on this destruction and everything else, which again a lot of it is just frustration without feeling like there's a path towards getting the thing rectified mm-hmm. so uh, this particular article is basically saying that like it's 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 not all that there are downsides to trying to accelerate to try to try to accelerate a program to bring jobs particularly high-tech jobs to India now my my take on it is that the growing pains were inevitable that this is a complex situation that and a complex process the idea of of assembling a smartphone and there's a reason why up until now it's been pretty much done in one place mm-hmm. there's like and you and I have talked we've been we've been to Shenzhen, we've been to these regions and it's a, it's a streamlined thing. You can, there's recognition when you're there that, oh, they've been doing this. Mm -hmm. They've been doing this for like 20 years now or whatever it is. Maybe it's 12 or 13, but whatever it is, there's, there's a whole system for it. And it's very surgical, clinical. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot of uh, guesswork. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of unknowns. And when you're talking about a precision exercise, like the assembly of a smartphone, those things typically result in a superior experience for the end user who wants that surgical precision when they hold on to the thing. Mm-hmm. And so you have a company like Wistron, who's all of a sudden operating in a completely new region with no history having done this before. Mm-hmm. And thinking, oh, we can get away with three human resources work workers. We never have any problems anymore. And then it's like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. we can get away with ten thousand new employees all at once. We can get away with who knows whatever else. Mm-hmm. But that's a real shortcut kind of kind of approach. That's not taking into consideration all the potential areas in which you can have overflow, all the potential areas in where you can have conflict, problems, communication issues. uh, That just takes time. There's no substitute for experience. There's no substitute for 10 years having done the thing. Mm -hmm. So I hope that it's not so bad that it shuts down the entire idea because it is... Well, a lot of the world is attempting to diversify the source of the goods that we all appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's not exclusively India that's hunting for these particular jobs. I mean, there's an entire conversation in the US about bringing jobs back to the US and people get on that conversation. And companies like Foxconn, you see them uh, all of a sudden investing in countries where they weren't investing to the same degree previously, places place like Vietnam or over in Brazil or wherever right. else it might be. Uh, so you hope that at least in the case of India here that they can sort it out in a in a, in a fashion that works for all parties and, and, and particularly the uh, the workers themselves that they that they get what's promised to them and that the necessary mechanical components exist to run an operation that everybody's happy with.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Imagine you said I disagree right now. <laughs> you're like I completely disagree with everything that you said.
1: Uh-huh. Well, this, I I would just like to say, um, there was a Netflix documentary, um, that I watched maybe a couple months ago that talked exactly about this, where it was like a Chinese car manufacturer bringing a factory to the States and how they had to bring like the culture. Yeah. That was embedded. You know into what? It.
0: And that's and that's and that's good. What you're saying. This is not exclusive to India. This is anywhere you haven't been before that you ex- expect to bring your system.
1: Yeah, it's a period of adjustment for sure. You know, and um, you know this this CEO in China, he came in to see the factory in the U.S. and he was just like, "Oh, this part of the factory doesn't look good. Let's just tear it down." Yes, it's all it's based on like culture, spiritual kind of stuff and you know, they had to tear it down.
0: Yeah, that happens actually in this article, they're talking about Apple's difficulty in finding the correct partners where they would go and they'd be like, hey, those barrels of chemicals can't just be sitting there. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, that's a violation number one. Or then they'd go, uh, hey, these th- those workers have been there for the last 26 hours or whatever it happens to be. And they're like, yeah, we do that across the street at the other place. And you're like, no, 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 they, we can't, that's not our style. And, you know, it's just on the surface, I think, and to people at a distance, things are always overly simplified. It just seems so straightforward. But like, once you get into the nitty gritty, once you try to do the thing, once you're actively doing the thing, you then begin to properly recognize all those little tiny complexities Mm -hmm. and how there's a multiplier effect. One little thing goes wrong and 10 other things go wrong. And you have a PR disaster. If Apple has a, bar- a, bu- a bunch of barrels of chemicals in the wrong location and tip over and burn 17 employees. That's global news. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of money involved too. So anyway, it's tough. Yeah.
0: PSA, if you're on Verizon, you might want to turn off 5G to get faster speeds. That's right, that's right, Will. Okay. You want the fastest cellular connection, connection on your device, then... Uh, don't use the fastest connection on your device. Wait, mm. what? But you marketed it to me. Wait, what? I got the logo in the top. It says 5G. Mm. And so I feel fast. And actually, that's what turns out most of what that logo is doing right now cool. existing to make you feel fast, though you're not fast. So uh, it was actually PC Mag. They performed a variety of tests in New York, and because New York has coverage. They even have some of the millimeter wave stuff, but that's not part of this test because it's very infrequent. It has about the range of Wi-Fi, so you're ba- you're barely ever going to be able to connect to it. It'd be amazing if you always could, but that's a special that's a special flavor of 5G. We're just talking about regular 5G. You would normally be connected to anyway. They ran tests on an iPhone 12 Pro toggling 5G and 4G at the same locations, and both times the 5G turned in worse results than the 4G LTE. Uh, the iPhone 12 was taken to eight locations around New York City and when compared at the first seven locations 5G was generally slower than 4G so obviously this doesn't help you sell phones when you're trying to i mean you remember the 5G guy at the on the Apple event 5G oh, yeah. 5G he said 5G like a thousand times the guy from Verizon yeah you need a new marketing term so you're going to say it and as far as Companies are concerned, Verizon has historically been the one that's gonna have the best shot at delivering performance. Mm -hmm. And they certainly do with the millimeter wave stuff, but just most people will never experience that on their current phone. Mm -hmm. There'll be many generations of phones between now and then before these new technologies are even uh, barely available to certain regions, if Mm -hmm. ever, for that matter. So uh, anyways, the, the, the reason for this is apparently 5G on this system reuses parts of the 4G channels, which automatically prefer a 5G network over a 4G, so Verizon customers will see the 5G icon pop up. So they want to get that 5G icon on people's uh, phones, but it's all for show. Recent tests using an iPhone 12 Pro show the opposite, and the results are similar to tests that took place in Chicago on a completely separate phone on a Pixel 5, same situation. So for most customers, they can use 4G for the time being. And uh, I don't know why that is. If you don't have any dedicated channels, DSS lets you see the odds and ends of your unused 4G channels. The only difference is that the 5G ones are running the 5G encoding system on that channel. So I don't, I mean, it's not a significant performance difference, but it is interesting nonetheless. Either way, we kind of suspected that it was mostly a marketing thing for now. And it turns out, at least this evidence Mm. seems to indicate that's the case. Here's an interesting one for you. Will high altitude living can ch- would change your genes? You will adapt. You will become one with the altitude.
1: Oh, that's how, that's why uh, athletes train in high altitude, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. so but I this
1: particular study actually
0: goes a step further. They say like it's changing uh, DNA and the way that uh, your DNA the makeup is interacts with the environment. Like, Oh, your DNA can mod itself with the environment faster than originally imagined. Hmm. I remember reading about this when I was a kid about how in the Himalayas you would have the Sherpas and they wouldn't need the oxygen when they're going up Everest. Just like, it's just like a, you know, just a stroll. Like for them, it's just like, for me, it's walking a dog. They're just like, I'm just going to head up Everest for a bit. Uh, because I got the right, I don't need the
1: oxygen, mm-hmm. you know, and that's their long it. capacity is, it's just
0: madness, pretty high it's just, the they don't need madness. the, they don't need the oxygen. They found in this particular study that it's around certain genes, including, uh, what was the one here? The strategy allows people to adapt to their surroundings much more rapidly than pure genetics alone. There we're talking about And in the environment causing chemical modifications to your DNA that turn genes on or off for specific functions. I mean, this is magical stuff over here. Here it is. The data revealed significant differences in the methylation patterns among the groups. And uh, these are genes involved with creating red blood cells and building endurance muscles. And those were more prevalent in the individuals who were more methylated, hmm. those born at the high altitude, so they're getting the endurance, the muscle endurance, and the red blood cells, which you would like at those high altitudes well
1: would you have you tried like training um, at high altitudes?
0: Yeah, I was out there this morning. <laughs>
1: No, I haven't or over tried. That little no, hill over there. Yeah,
0: I went up the hill over there. Okay. No, I haven't tried training at high altitude. But I mean, people people are doing weird things with uh, oxygen and altitude recently because we had the thing about the anti aging mm. in the was it that it was in an alt no not an altitude chamber it was a hyper hyperbaric ball? chamber hyperbaric. E- either way that there's this this correlation that they think we can actually mod DNA based on these behaviors and based on these examples. Mm. What they were saying though is that some of the modifications they believe are um, more impactful at the young ages or even in the womb during development Mm -hmm. because they were moving some of these people from this particular region to sea level and they were noticing how Some of the genetics remain the same if the individual actually developed at the high altitude, even though they had now moved down to the low altitude. But if the individual was moved early enough that they didn't develop at all at the high altitude, then they would maybe adopt a similar makeup to those that were at sea level. Well, they once... they're down here. <laughs> Talking about sea level. Yes, yeah, we're level? we're actually not at sea level. We're 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 a little we're pretty high up. Well, no, now we're not that
1: high up, but we're a little up right now. Okay. Will will their DNA kind of reverse that? Uh,
0: yeah. So that's that's what the that that's pattern? what the finding is is that it's actually this ability to turn genes on or off. So it's not going to change the entire genetic makeup, but they're saying that it's some sort of a chemical modification potentially that could re-trigger, hmm. hit you with the endurance over again. I don't think it's ever going to happen for you, Willie Do. I mean... I apologize. It's I don't... But yeah, I know you want to be... I know you're trying to be a mountain climber and all the rest of it, so I don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, I don't know. Maybe go, ha- go hang out with these guys, see if you can get a catch a quick mod. But uh, the exciting part here is um, is uh, that the... The idea that we are we can potentially evolve to challenging conditions more rapidly hmm. than we might have imagined. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's a fun one, just to cap it off. A fun one. A quick little deal for the holidays. I, am, I have become a fan of the M1 series of MacBooks, you you have been using Final Cut Pro and clipping out this show actually on an M1 yeah, MacBook Pro. It's and it's just, it's crazy what Apple's been able to do with, their, uh, once, with the development of their own silicon. And we have two devices available right now that feature this, the M1 MacBook Pro, M1 MacBook Air. They're pretty much the same other than the fact that the Pro has the touch bar and it has a bigger battery and it has a fan. But otherwise, most of the benchmarks coming in around the same. Uh, Anyways, there's a deal right now on the M1 MacBook Pro over on Amazon, and I'm surprised there's a deal because uh, typically it's tough to find any savings on Apple products, like they just, especially after they just recently came out, but uh, this holiday, it appears there's uh, some some more aggressive sellers, including Amazon on this one. They have the 8 gig of RAM model and 512 SSD model for $13.99, which is 100 bucks off the normal price. Uh, they also the lowest that has been tracked so far was the 256 model which was discounted to 1200 so getting really close to that um, it's 1249 right now what about the air can you check the air real quick you're on the US Amazon right now mm-hmm. yeah check the air I'm curious Amazon being aggressive biting into its its own profit margins. There's the new one right there, twelve forty nine, with five twelve. Yeah, click on that one and then switch to the There's last one store. in stock. One in stock. Yeah, but see, that's for the five twelve. The entry Wait, level is actually the exciting one price wise, right around a thousand bucks. Anyways, nonetheless, you can catch a deal. Uh, maybe you're buying your own Christmas gift this year and it's and it's time to upgrade your laptop. If you've been waiting around for a MacBook, uh, I mean, this is the most compelling reason in a while this new m1 chip Mm -hmm. and uh our experience with it recently has been good so anyway there you go quick little deal for you